Hello and welcome to the Ask Weldon Show, episode 282, Decompressing from Tilt and When to Meditate. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't tuned in before, uh, this is my YouTube and um, audio podcast where I take your questions and answer them. You can call in your own question at anchor.fm slash Weldon Green. It's like uh, if you use the app on your phone, it makes your voice sound like a radio voice. It does something magical. I don't know how it works, but like when people call in and they're on their phones, uh, it just does that little extra to like cut out the background noise and make your microphone sound like a really expensive microphone. Um, on your computer, I'm not really sure if it does the same thing or not. Uh, just you, you can use the web browser if you have like a hooked up mic on your headset or something. And you can call in your question. Uh, it takes like up to a minute. There's no bad questions. And then I use them on my show. If you don't want your name put out there, make sure to use an anonymous name on the on the platform. Uh, or yeah, put it in the title or something <laughs> so that I don't just say out loud who the question is coming from. Today's questions are both from Morgan. Uh, he's a, a longtime listener of the show and uh, also, I think, a mindfulness practitioner himself or a trainer of some sort. So you can get ready for those. Also on my channel, you'll find uh, interviews with high-performance players and uh, eSport athletes, high-performance coaches, raid leaders like Max from uh, the Complexity Limit Race for World First Guild that competes in World of Warcraft. Uh, very recent interview that I've just finished and you should check it out. It's a fantastic interview with a person who's kind of knee deep or neck deep, depending on how deep you see the muck of, uh, of competing in and out every single year for, uh, getting to the first in the world at these, uh, these massive esports streaming events called the race for world first when, when world of Warcraft releases a new raid. So make sure to check that out. And no real other big announcements. Let's just jump into the first question of the show. Hey, Weldon. Morgan here. When working with clients with tilt problems or maybe any other problems, do you ever end up having to give them space to just let out much-needed emotions? And if so, how do you go about handling this as a coach? Yeah, so this question kind of hits on like the therapy of the one-on-one encounter uh, when there's not actually therapy happening, right? I'm a sport and performance uh, psychology trainer and an exercise psychology trainer, and there's a difference between therapy and what I do and what coaches do. But that doesn't mean that there's there's a difference in techniques. So a lot of times you'll notice that in therapy, you're not sure exactly why it's working or what's going on because all you're doing is just sharing. But that talking somehow does something with the brain, right, in the therapy setting where um, it allows you to to progress past these these like kind of like stated and clarified meanings that you finally got out into the world to somebody's you know voice or somebody's ear. So there that that's all to say that there is a real value in listening. There is a real and tangible value in in like hearing what it is that people say and then making them feel heard. And you can do that with the kind of like, you know, um, active listening techniques, like, okay, I hear you. Okay, that sucks. Okay, that, you know, reflect on what they've said uh, and how that makes you feel and then ask them how that makes them feel. Uh, Is that the reaction that they wanted? Is that what they were anticipating? Um, Does it make them feel vindicated? Does it not change their expression of their own sorrow at all? So these kinds of like therapy style techniques where you are just letting people... uh, 
use you as kind of like a listening post or, or a therapist or, or a punching bag in some cases, not like an actual, right? Like they shouldn't be emotionally abusing you or hurting you. But I mean, if they're just expressing their anger out and you happen to be there to listen, um, that's very valuable. It's, it's very useful. And you kind of have to read the air about when that's necessary and when people are just entering into a narrative, entering into a definition of who they are and what they are and the way that the thing is. And those are things that you actually actively need to counter. So I have had some trainees who start out by therapizing themselves and really complaining, right? And I listen. And then they've taken it like in future sessions to an extent where they're using it as a definition or a narrative or a story of who they are. And those are things that I have to like break apart. I have to say like, no, let's let's not accept that as a limitation. Let's not say that that's why that happened. It happened because you were bad at the game. It didn't happen because of, you know, your teammate let you down or this and that and the other thing. Um, so there is this uh, actual tactical line after the um, decompressing and the tilt where you have to challenge their viewpoint. Once you know that they're on stable ground emotionally, you can say, okay, but does that really matter, right? Like you're using this as kind of like an emotional excuse, but then do you really want to win? Because if you really want to win, you wouldn't crutch on an emotion and use that to explain your loss. You'd just be like, well, then I should have done this anyway. I should have had poise. I should have done what I needed to do despite my tilted state or despite my frustration in the game. Uh, so yes, the answer to your question is definitely there's a mixture of listening and therapy style techniques used when dealing with clients and, um, and, and friends and people in your guild and, and people on your team and people in your solo queue game for that matter. All right. Thanks for the question. Um, so I, big announcements about the program. I actually, uh, got the certificate the cert, the security certification back on the website so you can actually navigate to it that's the big announcement that's it you, your browser will, allow, will actually let you go there instead of saying warning and making you click the danger go to unsecure site kind of thing so anyway that's live also i'm i'm actually working on recording the next sessions of the of the app so while the video course is still live of course inside of the app the appified version of the video course is one week in and and honing in on two weeks now all right, question number two. Hey, Weldon, Morgan here. I was wondering about the benefits of having a meditation at the beginning, middle, or end of a coaching session and would like to hear your thoughts about the pros and cons. Thanks. Uh, I'm a fan of doing it in the middle. I think like there's too much stuff going at the beginning that maybe the person needs to talk about, they're going to be spending time thinking about during the meditation session, and that's going to distract them. Uh, get the niceties out of the way first. I'm not a fan of the end because they're thinking about what's going next. I'm a fan of the middle because they, I, by the middle of a session, I kind of have people in a work mode, and they're kind of willing to, you know, they're, they're like, okay, we're doing the work now, you know, and they're not thinking about what's coming next or, or the beginning of the stuff, what they want to say. So, and we're, if we're talking about one-on-one -on -one training sessions from a sports psychology standpoint, I do the middle. Um, if we're talking about like, a, like let's say, a, a team training session where you have a team of eSport friends and you're training together, um, I would do kickoff. I would do it at the kickoff of the event. So whether it's a guild raid or a solo queue clash training session or uh, you go down to eSports Arena with your four friends and you're setting up, or five friends and you're setting up for Overwatch or something, um, 
doing it at the beginning kind of centers everybody on the activity and gets all the distractions like put out of the way for productive training. I think that generally speaking, all the research in sport suggests that mindfulness sessions at the beginning of sport training are far and away the best place to have them from a making mistakes slash injury standpoint. So thanks for the questions. And that's all we have for the show today. Make sure that if you are tuning into this, that you're calling in your questions. Questions are obviously the oxygen of the show. Without any questions, there is no show for a Q&A show. So we have churned through the backlog I had of years of questions and finally managed to surface out of the top of the pond of question backlog. And now I'm looking for active questioners who are calling to the show on a regular basis. Um, people who have one-off questions that they just want answered uh, and people who are new to the show and just hearing it for the first time to kind of like test their waters and to give us a call about the things that you're facing in your solo queue game in terms of anxiety, uh, playing ranked matches in terms of learning and frustrations with that and whatever it may be uh, to call into the Ask Walton show. And I will see you guys next time. <laughs>